Hi everyone, I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth, and this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Alyssa Goodman, holistic nutritionist and lifestyle cleanse expert. After being diagnosed with cancer in her early 30s, Alyssa took an alternative route to heal herself. Years later, after her husband lost his battle with cancer, Alyssa decided it was time to take her health more seriously and become an integrative holistic nutritionist. Fast forward several years and she's helped thousands of clients manage their health issues, as well as create several successful cleanses with Cafe Gratitude and M Cafe, as well as her own delivered soup cleanse in Los Angeles and her digital seven day reset. Her mission is to educate and encourage healthy, mindful living and help others embrace the concept that we are products of what we eat and how we treat ourselves. In this episode, Alyssa shares about her holistic approach to healing cancer, which focused largely on healing her emotions, as well as how she healed her body from Hashimoto's disease through an anti-inflammatory diet. She talks about the tools she uses when working with clients to heal the gut and autoimmune issues, like her favorite probiotics, supplements, juices, and how to add more veggies into your diet. Lastly, Alyssa and I chat about how focusing on the mind and emotions are the most important in healing yourself through breathwork, journaling, meditation, and Alyssa's biggest unlock to no longer live in fear using psychedelics. Her use of psilocybin mushrooms also help with insomnia, anxiety, feeling calm, and feeling more love for herself. Keep listening to learn more. Alyssa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm it's, honored. It's so nice to see you as I was getting ready for this, thinking about the last time that I saw you at the Mind Body Green event in LA. I think it was probably the last Expo West that we had. I don't know I where mean, the time has gone. How long ago was that? <laughs> I know. Who can keep track anymore? Yes, agreed. I know. It is nuts. I feel like all of those events were like a blur, right? Yeah, yeah. it feels ways. like a lifetime ago. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to get back to that again. I Are agree. you starting to do that in LA and be at events? Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I feel like the pandemic has put me into a space I'm sure a lot of people can relate to and you might as well yourself, but I don't want to go back into the crazy world of going to a lot of events and being very social because I really got a chance to see how nice it is to not do those things. <laughs> and I think a lot of us are saying lately how much we learn how we're an introvert yeah. instead of an extrovert. We're so, I think we were just trained monkeys to be an extrovert, right? I, I've always known I'm an introvert. So okay. I was happy not to be going to too many events, but for sure, yeah. I think a lot of people definitely have that as a positive silver lining to COVID. I mean, in all these years that, you know, I'm 61 and in 61 years, I've never given myself a break like that ever. You go on vacation for a week or two, if you're lucky and nothing like months on to end right. to give yourself, you know, that time to like really get to know yourself again and, or get to know yourself for the first time. Sure. I felt like that happened for me. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'd love to just really dive into your story. You have such a remarkable 
personal wellness journey. And as we were talking before we got started, really hearing your story, I think is so inspirational, giving people hope and realizing like they can turn their life and health around doing the things that that you learned along the way. So I'd love to start kind of at the beginning of your journey and what got you where you are today. Looking amazing at the <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I do feel the best I've ever felt in my entire life. So that does feel good. So hopefully I can be a spokesperson for women as they age or men, you know, that you can feel better and more vibrant, more energized, all of that stuff. And just have a better outlook on life in regards to just feeling calm emotionally and so much gratitude because you do feel so good. And you get to experience life in a different way. But it's a very long story and I'm going to shorten it because uh, there's a lot to it. But when I was born, I had a low white blood cell count. So, you know, many years ago, because I'm 61, they didn't really know what to do with immune systems and how to balance them or how to boost them. Or you know, So they basically just told me to get a lot of rest. It was, that was it. And it wasn't even eat healthy. It was just like, you've got to get a lot of sleep. So, you know, as a kid and a teenager, I didn't get a lot of sleep and I did get sick all the time. I mean, I had chicken pox and mono twice and tonsillitis, strep throat, and I grew up in Arizona. So I was allergic to everything. I mean, I must have had histamine reactions to everything. And also my mother didn't breastfeed me. So I probably didn't have a lot of good beneficial bacteria in my gut now that I know those things sure. these days. <laughs> So I just, I was reacting to everything and I was always tired, always behind the eight ball. And then I tried to overcompensate for it emotionally and, you know, mentally. And I think that just kind of actually really depleted me as well because my parents were big time movers, shakers, sort of lighting the world on fire. And I wasn't, and it was, it was a weird thing to have your older parents just outperforming and like really running circles around me. So. And at the time when you were sick, 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 like did, was that recognized that this was kind of abnormal or was it just like, oh, I'm a young kid and I'm not feeling well? It was abnormal. It was recognized as that. And actually the biggest thing of all is I was labeled a sick kid. So my label was, yo, she's fragile and we got to get her to bed by a certain time or she's going to get sick. And then that was in my head too. So sure. if I got went to bed late, I would be sick the next day. Or just if I was that, you know, out in the cold and, you know, like they say, that doesn't really happen these days, not dressed properly, I'd get sick. It was hard. It was definitely did, took a toll on me emotionally because it was, I was different than my friends and I was treated differently at home. Um, so my mom did take sugar and all those things out of the house. But then of course, as a kid, I couldn't get enough of it because she had taken it away. So I was a sugar-aholic and fanatic at the time as well. So I actually did move to New York from Arizona and climb the corporate ladder and just kind of did everything I thought I was supposed to do because my parents trained me to do that. And I was sick all the time in New York too, of course, with the weather and the stress and just the late nights and the crappy food that I was eating and the entertaining and all that. So I met my husband and um, I basically said to him, you know, I just, we need to move to a place where it's calmer and the weather's better because growing up in, you know, the West, the, all the sunshine, I was used to that. And so I moved him to LA it was a funny story because he's from New York. And I said, we're moving. I, we just got to move West. And he goes, I'm not going to New Jersey. You know, I'm like, no, 
we're not going to New Jersey. We're going to California. A little bit more west. Yeah, it's a little more west. And he had never been to California, never seen the Pacific Ocean. So it was great, though. He came out and his job that he was he was with ABC TV and they moved him to the West Coast office. So it was really great. And I ended up getting a great job. I was in marketing sales and I got a job with Vogue magazine. And I thought, wow, you know, I landed the annual job. And then six months into the job, I get diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So it wasn't a dream job. I'll just have to tell you, it was (laughs) definitely Devil Wears Prada, I always say. It was really intense. But I always was trying to, I was always going over my head in regards to what I was trying to accomplish in my life. I couldn't keep up with the workload and I got the Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosis and it was really scary because it was cancer. So I was, it was, I was very freaked out, scared. The doctors or medical community scares you. Uh, had you had any reason to be going to the doctor or was just diagnosed? I wasn't diagnosed through a doctor. Interestingly, I was getting a massage sitting upright, just like this. And she was massaging my neck and collarbone. And she found a lymph node in my collarbone and it was a pretty good sized lymph node. And she's like, that's not a place you should have a swollen lymph node. So then I went to get it checked out and the doc then went to a general practitioner. He felt it and he was like, oh my God, that could be cancer. Oh. That was his response. I know. You're like, yeah. And then it just, the whole, you know, can of worms opened up in terms of this whole world. I had never thought I'd be experiencing at 32 years old. You know, I had been trying to get pregnant. I had a couple miscarriages. So then I got thrown into the cancer world and I ended up going to see two, three doctors and two of them were just like chemo, radiation. We're going to have to freeze your eggs. There was a, do you have a donor? Like right before I even started treatment, because we might have to do a bone marrow transplant, all this stuff. It was like, holy crap. Wow. The diagnosis was scary enough. And then the doctors sort of add this pile of information onto you. And you're just like, oh, this is just too much to handle. The third doctor I went to was from a recommendation from a friend and I didn't want to go. I was really burned out of the medical system. And I went to him, he was, he was Asian and he was a radiologist oncologist and he sat me down and it was an early stage of cancer too. So with what they were saying to do, it was pretty intense for an early stage. And this one guy said to me, are you happy with what you're doing in your life? Are you stressed? Um, you know, do you love your life? Do you love your relationship? Do you love yourself? And I was like, oh my God, no one asked questions like that. And I burst into tears and I'm like, on a scale of one to 10, I'm like, I'm like up to 20 for stress. I don't love myself. I don't even know what that feels like. It's just like, and I, I'm not happy. I wasn't happy in LA. We had just moved here. It wasn't an easy place to integrate, mm-hmm. you know, New York, all our friends were in New York and it was easy because you'd work and go have a drink after work. And LA was a whole different story. And I was just miserable. And so bottom line, he was like, we, uh, the emotional component of cancer is the thing you need to focus on. So yes, you'll probably, you know, have to do treatment, but it's an early stage and we need to get your emotional well-being under wraps and like get you happier and get you into a place where you feel good about yourself. And I was like, 
Oh my God, that was such a turning point for me. Wow. I went into therapy. I read every self-help book I could get my hands on. I went to a naturopath, an acupuncturist. I mean, I, I, there was one juice place in LA and I went to that place. We lived like blocks from it. So I would go there every day to juice. You know, I just kind of dove into the whole wellness world and tried to, I knew I was going to do some treatment, but I just wanted to also try to feel better with the treatment and also see if I can learn from it. And um, I ended up doing half the radiation that they recommended. So I had to find a special oncologist, radiologist that would help me with that because my oncologist fired me basically he said, I can't treat you because you're not doing what I say. So that was a beautiful experience too. Yeah. And I was really petrified because I was like, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone and I'm stepping outside what the medical community is wanting for me. But I, I knew I was going to get better. I just knew in my heart of hearts that life had to be better. I needed to feel better. And I was lucky, you know, I got lucky. So I did get better, but not without getting some other health issues after the radiation because they radiated like this area of my body. And I got hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's. Then along with that, I got celiac. So after all of that, but I did go on to have two healthy girls. Then 11 and a half years later, after my diagnosis, my husband's diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it was like, what the hell, yeah. right? And both of us having cancer. And he ended up like a year and a half doing two bone marrow transplants, which is kind of unheard of in that wow. short of time. He was so young, 43 and a half. He ended up dying at 45 of fungal pneumonia. Wow. And it, that was so scary because it's here so I scary. was with two girls, 10 and seven, and I was exhausted from his fight and trying to keep everything together. And I was always tired anyway. And the trauma of it all was so scary. So I didn't know what was ahead for me in my life and didn't know if you had to go back to work. He was supporting us and it was definitely a rough time. And it took about two years till I got my feet on the ground. And then I decided to go back to school to get certified in Eastern and Western nutrition. And I did that for two years. And I also learned about trauma and I learned about emotional healing and also supplements. And I did Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic. I loved it. I just, I was like, holy crap, this is so much fun. But I wasn't doing it to become a nutritionist. I was doing it just because I wanted to learn myself how to really be ultimately happy. And being a single parent, I knew I had to like get some more gravitas on me. And, um, and I knew I needed to teach my girls how to be healthy because they were, it was, they had two parents who had cancer. So it's like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And, and I had to be up for the task totally. and I just never thought I would. So I did the schooling and then a friend of mine brought cafe gratitude down from San Francisco. And she said, would you put a food delivery system program together for me from Cafe Gratitude. And I did, I was in marketing advertising sales. So I did that for about four and a half years and I handheld the cleansers. And then I did M Cafe at the same time for six and a half years. It was a macrobiotic cleanse versus a raw vegan cleanse. And then I did some, I did a cleanse for Erewhon and I did some food delivery stuff for Earth Bar. Their airport food, I ended up making a bunch of that and I just got into this whole world and I was like, oh my God, this 
is so much fun. And it was 10 years ago. So, and then seven years ago, uh, clients were saying to me, could you come and cook for me? And cause I had a, I, my assistant was a really phenomenal cook. And so I was like, I'm not going into people's houses to cook. That's not what I want to do. Cause my goal was really to help them heal from their health issues. And, but my assistant, I started a soup cleanse, which, um, is soups and salads and tonics and lattes and homemade super seed bars and bone broth. And we cook and it's been seven years. We cook and deliver to about 70 LA people every week. And then now we ship out bars across the country and everything kind of unfolded. I wrote a book about cancer and my story and, and what we did right and what we did wrong. And then just ever since in my life has just gotten better and better, not with out some total pitfalls and other obstacles that have come my way. But the most amazing thing is I've been able to like overcome the obstacles and I, I don't have fear around it where I lived in fear forever. I would say up until probably five or six years ago, it was like a fear-based life. I was always looking over my shoulder, wondering when the other shoe was going to drop. Such an incredible journey that you've been on. And I have so many questions. I want to kind of step back to getting that original diagnosis and you really choosing this other path where you said like your other doctor dropped you or fired you. Had you had any of that holistic wellness practice in your past or what really made you say like, I'm going to go this other way? Because I think so many people, probably 99% of people are just listening to here's what the doctor says and really not looking at those other options. You know, I did a little, I did a little bit. My mother was a asthmatic growing up and really bad asthma. And at one point they thought she might have throat cancer. So she ended up discovering this place in Tecate, Mexico called Rancho La Puerta. Have you ever heard of that? I have. I been actually, around forever. I, like, I went ever. when I was in high school with okay. my parents, actually. Right. So she used to take a group of women there twice a year. And then I think in my teens, after I was 15, basically I went with her and her friends. Didn't want to be there at all because I was so young. And you're so off the grid. You know, no phone. Totally. One phone for the whole ranch and no television. And I'm with these older ladies going, oh, my God, kill me. But... <laughs> I did, they were meditating, they were doing yoga, they were hiking, the food was vegan, plant-based, massages every day, you know? So some of that had to sink in, it definitely did. So I did have a little bit of that to experience, to know, because I think in my subconscious, I saw these women come in, not sleeping well, hormonal, like anxiety, depression, and by the seven days, at the end of the ranch experience, they were dancing on tables, you know, and happy as could be. So I think I saw that, the you know, power of that the to power. heal the body. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's amazing that you were able to take that different path and heal yourself in that way. Yeah. Incredible. I know I, my favorite cancer book of all, and you've probably heard of it potentially is called cancer hacks, not cancer, um, radical remission. Yes. Um, it is by Kelly Turner. And so, and then she has Radical Hope out now. And it is just, it's, you know, stage four cancers that heal holistically. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, but it's just, it's so important to hear those stories. Yeah. So as you think about for yourself, when you start to make those changes, obviously from a holistic view, it's 
it's a lot of things. It's not that it's not that you did one thing like start to juice, but if you could pick a couple of those, what do you, was it more mind? Was it the juicing? I definitely think it was more mind. It was a mind and emotional like clearing of traumas that I had had a lot growing up dealing with the stress that I was under, that I put myself under because I am a perfectionist and an overachiever and it wasn't my parents' fault. I'm sure I came out like that as well. So, it, you know, that was a killer. That was killing me. I wasn't living up to my expectations or my standards of myself. So I just keep raising the bar. You put yourself in the fight or flight mode consistently. And I don't think I ever lived not in a fight or flight mode. Sure. And I, that is so compromising for the immune system. Even if you're eating healthy, you're not digesting your food and absorbing the nutrients digestion shuts down completely. And I didn't have any knowledge of that. So the mind and the emotional part I know over the years is just so crucial. I think it's more important than the food and the juicing. What are some of your favorite tools that you've learned along the way, starting from then till now, especially as you said, like it's not till a couple of years ago till you finally felt like you're living not with fear that yeah. has really helped you. You really want to know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little crazy. Um, I mean, I worked with energy healers for about 12, 13 years. That was pretty profound. And I still do that. Um, intuitive healers, energy healers that can kind of tap in to your subconscious and help you bring to light those thought patterns that aren't working for you that are kind of doing you a disservice and helping you let them go. Breath work, journaling, meditation. What's your favorite kind of breath work? I mean, I just really do, I don't do any so-called protocol breath work. Sure. I just make sure that I take the time to, to really get into my breath. I mean, I do a lot of yoga, so I do try to like do a lot of breathing when I'm doing yoga, but the thing that really changed my life really emotionally, spiritually, and all of that is doing psilocybin mushrooms. Oh, I totally want to hear this. <laughs> At 58 years old and having like my, I have two girls and I have two stepsons and they're like, what? <laughs> Wait, what did you say, mom? <laughs> that I had gotten some insomnia. My dad was sick and passed away. And I real, I think I hit a wall of um, pushing myself still again. And also a spiritual, emotional wall of not dealing with some stuff that I really needed to. And it was coming up and my insomnia was pretty bad. And I would have to say the insomnia probably was worth worse than the cancer. Wow. Because I couldn't figure out what to do to get myself asleep. And, and they say I like not having like a couple nights of sleep is basically like being drunk. Like it's yeah. so yes. functionally horrible for you. So it's being horrible. in insomniac would be horrible. I've, and I've never had an issue sleeping until then. And it was just so like, I was taking even Ambien and everything I could get my hands on. And even some nights that wouldn't work. So it was really crazy. So I, this friend of mine, who's kind of a shaman said, let's, let's try some mushrooms, you know, let's do a journey. And, and the first journey was the most incredible experience. I mean, it is a little crazy because you're, you know, you're hallucinating on these, but I saw, we, we did a lot of manifest what I wanted to get out of it. And I did want to get out of the fact is, am I going to be okay? Am I, am I going to be healthy? Are the girls going to be okay? Cause I constantly was worried about worrying about them. 
what does life feel like calm in that sense? And on the journey, I felt all those feelings. I mean, I felt like the universe, I just sound so LA and so woo woo, but the universe had my back. And then I saw that the girls were going to be fine, but there's not going to, there's going to be issues, but they're strong enough to overcome them. Same with myself. Like I saw the strength that I had to really like get through life in such a great way because I did want life to be great. I was, I was going to stop at nothing to get there, but I also saw that I could, that I felt the calmness. I felt what calm was like. I've never felt that feeling ever. And so the next, after that, I started sleeping again. It was crazy. Um, I tapped back into that. It was a long, it was five hours, it was five, six hours. I did about four sessions with him over the years and everyone was different and everyone, I learned something new about myself and let down my, you know, guard and also separated from my ego, all those things I talk about. And like I said, the low lying anxiety all my life, I kind of was able to get a little more control over that. I still have it, but you know, I know how to deal with it a little better. There was just so many things that helped in regards to like really making me see how much calm and feeling the love for yourself and honoring who you are was the whole ticket to healing from everything. That's, I mean, we all, we, we have, I have, I had so much access to healthy food and juicing and I was doing that, but I didn't feel ultimately the healthiest I could be until I got that other emotional, spiritual part to it. That was to like unlock that block. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There were a lot of blocks. (laughs) I mean, I had been working on them a lot and I thought I had gotten to a place, but when I went on the journey, I realized, whoo, there was a lot there that I need to work on. Do you think for anybody who's interested in doing mushrooms, do you feel like you need to get to certain place to to be in that mindset to do it? Or what is your advice for anyone wanting to experiment? No, I feel like they could still do it without being in a place. I mean, they would they would need to be in a place where they'd want to do sure. them, of course. But I think they're so profound in regards to, I wish I had known about them earlier in my life, much so, you know, in, in regards to the healing modalities. Yeah. Because I didn't do it in a group, I did it one-on-one. So. And I did it with a blindfold and I did it very like, I feel like medicinal in terms of really getting out of it what I needed. But I think that in itself is so profound. And I think that for a lot of, you know, people with heavy duty health issues or cancer, I think it could be such a beautiful thing for them to see what their future might hold. I mean, I'm sure that just to see what they needed to do to heal their cancer or to heal themselves or to feel safe again and get to a place where they're not living in a fear based mode. I think, I mean, it's, I mean, the research coming out on it is just incredible. Michael Pollan stuff and just, you know, all like so many high-end universities and medical universities across the country are doing studies, the anxiety, the antidepressive stuff that's coming out of it. It's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, quickly you can change. I mean, these drugs that we take, I'm not opposed to at all, but this is so much deeper. Those are band-aids and they do help. Absolutely. So, but this is deeper than that. And that's what I love. 
How important, well, first of all, I think they're legalizing it here in Colorado, but how important is it to find somebody, a shaman, who can take you through that versus experimenting on it your is. own? Yeah. yeah, it's not so good to experiment on your own, I feel. I think it's really important to have someone take you on the journey and really help you because you do go into some dark places. You do visit that trauma and you want to be able to be there with someone who could bring you out of it sure. and also help you release it. So I don't think that doing it on your own, if you do have a lot of trauma in your past is the best idea. So let's move on a little bit to your, from a nutrition standpoint, going back to post-cancer, getting some autoimmune issues and so many people are certainly struggling that with that and the gut and all of those um, pieces that all tie back to that. But what are some of those tools and tips that you have really focused on to help heal from autoimmune? So first and foremost, it's like, I really started working on my gut, healing my gut a lot of different ways. I feel like these days, I know probiotics are still a little bit controversial. Like, do they get to where they need to be? Do they actually do the work? But I have had so much success with them. So there's some great probiotics on the market. Um, your I've favorite? Been a lot of, it's really right now. I love seed, which is a really good one. It's pre and pro. It's like 53 billion probiotics. So it's, you absorb like half if you're lucky sometimes with capsules. Also Genuine Health, it's from Canada. I love that one too. There's, I love liquid ones as well. There's a, I think there's a, it's a drink from Colorado, a woman called Inner Eco. Okay. And yeah, yeah it's a hundred billion probiotic and one tablespoon. So sauerkraut, there's foods like, I love all of the probiotic market. I've been putting people on a hundred billion probiotics and like the results have been incredible. So I think you need, our beneficial microbiome is very depleted. And it depletes when you have over-the-counter medications, stress, toxins in your food. I mean, it's sensitive. So you get viral issues or bacteria or fungus. And I just think over the years, we don't have enough. And we never do. I think we never get to a place where we're even at a happy medium. So we just need to, so I did that and I've been still doing that a lot. I rebuild my intestinal lining. I have leaky gut, of course, which most people have. I did that with a really good high-end collagen powder. I mean, Vital Proteins is out there, which is great. Further Food is a small company from San Francisco, women-owned that I love. So getting amino acids to rebuild your tissue lining and your muscle, and I think that's really important. I think lowering pathogens in the intestines and the gut, because I think we're just loaded with that as well. I think juicing can do that. I mean, celery and cucumber with minerals, mineral salts is really powerful. The medical medium and his celery juice, you know, I think that can lower viral loads in your intestines. Um, there's some great herbs that do that as well. Also vitamin C's antiviral and zinc and bioactive silver. So there's some really good like, like herbs that, and I love to do one thing at a time. Like I don't love to do proprietary blend or a lot of times I just want to see what's working and what isn't working. How long do you try something to see, like, is this really working or not? I feel like I can feel like it's working within days. Like sometimes I just, I am very much about energy. So I like kind of test my supplements to see if like I want it, I need it or how much do I need? 
I try to tap into because our instincts, our intuition are always right. And we do know what we need. Yeah. Yes, I can recommend it to clients, but I want them to be like, hmm, is she like, does she know what she's talking about? And <laughs> how much do I need? And investigate it maybe a little bit, because if they're not attached to it, they're not going to get what they need out of it. So I did, I did get trained by the medical medium for a year and a half as part of his practitioner group. And I did speak to him a couple of times about myself with my hypo and Hashimoto's. And he really did help me go into remission for both those things. And he put me on some fabulous herbs, which I did for a year. And I sort of like started investigating more about that. So I really think it's, we just need to, vitamin D is crucial for gut healing, magnesium, these things, the basic things. And I think the gut is important and immune building is so important or immune balancing sleep and distressing and taking some supplements for immune system as well as eating a variety of diet like plants and vegetables and fruits are really crucial they have the vitamins minerals antioxidants phytonutrients i'm an 80 percent plant-based girl so i basically i love plant-based proteins i also love soy so i'm i eat tempeh and tofu and edamame I'm always making sure I get enough protein if it's plant-based. And then I do add some animal protein into my diet, hoping it's clean. At home, it's clean, but going out, it's hard to, to do that. But I think we need a little animal protein. So I'm not fully vegan, 80-20. Um, also in the animal protein, there's a lot of amino acids that also help rebuild everything. And it's great for anti-aging. So I feel like that has been sort of my ticket. The juicing also is is a home run. Juicing mostly every day or doing a really high-end quality greens powder. What's your juice that you would do every day? I various simple, simple celery, cucumber, lemon, ginger. Nice. I am just like a basic. What's your favorite juicer? Yeah. So it it really isn't a fancy one. It's called Breville Cold Fountain Plus. The only problem is you got to juice and drink it right away because it hits a heat source. And the nutrients do dissipate. But is so it easy some, to clean? Because I think that's yeah. like the biggest, yeah, the biggest obstacle. It's super easy to clean. So, and it's not expensive. So check that one out. There, yeah. Yeah. There's also the Huron. I think it's H-U-R-O-M is a good one too. And it's, I don't think it's a heat, it's not a heat source, but it's also a little slow. I'm not good with the slow. Right. <laughs> And what are your daily supplements that you incorporate? Oh God, oh God, that's trouble. Or maybe Uh, that's just say like a couple essential ones. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that I do a liquid zinc. It's by Idon, E-I-D-O-N. I love supplements. So I'm definitely a supplement junkie. I do the same company. I do silica. Um, What's silica for? For like, it's a precursor to collagen for anti-aging and also really important mineral for rebuilding tissue and stuff like that. Then I would say, um, I do a liposomal C. I do NAD. NAD is for cellular metabolism. Yes. I was getting NAD drips for a while. And then my place in Boulder closed at the beginning of the pandemic, but that was amazing. I thought. Did you like it? I did. I felt, I mean, it, it was tough on my body getting the drip. Yeah. I thought, yes. but then for the yeah. next couple of weeks from it, I felt 
fantastic. Just fantastic. And yeah. a, a high almost from it. Yeah. Most people do. I did not feel that, but most people love it. So I just take it daily. I mean, I think it's been a lifesaver. I've been taking it probably three years and it's, it's really great. CoQ10 is another one that for energy for me is I love. And then I take lots of magnesium before bed. I take 600 milligrams, which, cause my insomnia ever kind of get, raises its ugly head every so often. Cause I got so traumatized by it. Yeah. And the 600 milligrams of magnesium really helps me sleep. And it also keeps me regular. That's, you know, I believe in like, you've got to go to the bathroom every day. And some people, they go in the bathroom once a day is considered constipated. Really? So, mm -hmm, that crazy? Crazy. So it is. We're supposed to go two and three times a day, but because we don't have a lot of fiber, we don't have hydration. We, we don't, we don't. And we eat a lot of food on top of food. So food piles up in our intestines. So we want food to go in and out, but since there's so much in there, it has a hard time getting through. So it takes 14 hours for animal protein to go through your intestines. So it's crazy. Crazy. So magnesium, 600 yeah. grams is real. Magnesium, I would say I take, you know, omega threes and I take a mushroom, like it's called my community host defense, a mushroom extract for immune and vitamin D. So yeah, I could, that's a lot, right? A good amount. <laughs> Absolutely. And oh, glutathione. Like well, it's all looking like it's working for you. <laughs> Thank you. I know every so often I switch things up. I always feel like you got to take a break from your supplements. Yeah. You don't want to just take them ongoing consistently every day. It's always good to take a break. So getting to your practice, curious to hear a little bit more about what that your practice looks like today. I want to talk a little bit about the cleanse and then how you work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. My and what are most people is, who come to you for one-on-one, -on -one, what are they kind of searching for? What are they searching yeah. for? So I do get a lot of cancer because of what went on in my life. Sure. A lot of autoimmune because of my own autoimmune stuff. A lot of hormones, of course, because where I'm at in my life with and women and digestive issues, like huge. And I love to read blood work. I can read um, functional, you know, I know how to read optimal levels of blood work, which I actually love as well. So I do love it when clients come with blood work. And if they don't, I love to see if they can get their doctor to do a really good panel of blood work on them because that can be life-changing. Looking at certain numbers and where doctors normally would say, you're fine, but I wouldn't think you're fine. Like, right. especially the thyroid, especially- Which I think blood. is such an important distinction for people to hear that there's a large set of doctors thinking one number is fine and it's not. Yeah. No, I mean, that's most of America. The general practitioners, like, yeah, there's not a lot of functional integrative doctors out there. There's more and more coming, but For sure. you know, people who can read our naturopaths also are good at reading blood work as well. But that can really look at the optimal side of things. Like you could, I have women that are high glucose, maybe they're at 95 on that blood work. But for me, for them to really be in a weight range where they could lose weight, they need to be 75 to 85 in that range. So far and off, yeah. You know, you, but most doctors under 100 would think, fine, you're fine, or your TSH is at a certain number. That would not be okay for me. And then once we get them to that place, we get their TSH down, their blood glucose down, they start losing weight, they have more energy, everything kind of falls into place. So 
it's kind of fascinating. And then also nutrient deficiency tests. I love that because you can zero in on exactly what you're deficient in. So things will come up like people will have anxiety and they'll be low in inositol. And inositol is great for anxiety and also for gut healing. So they put them on inositol, that helps relax their brain. CoQ10 comes up a lot where people wouldn't think to take it unless they're taking like a cholesterol medication and they'll go on that and have more energy. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I, so I, love, cool. I love all that. Of course, I love food beyond. I mean, I also am not a perfect eater. I do love to eat everything. So I do try to stay away from gluten and dairy and added sugars most of the time, but I do on the weekends, I will eat that stuff as well. I'm not a big sugar girl, but I do love pasta and cheese. That's oh, a cheese is my downfall. Cheese is a downfall. <laughs> and I always feel like crap after I eat a lot of cheese, cow cheese. So I just try to teach people how to, you know, remove those foods from their diet most of the time and up their veggie count, eight to 10 cups of veggies a day and how to do that. Whether it is to go juicing or the greens powder or add a cup of soup in, make sure they're eating like more plant-based protein so they get the fiber with the legumes and beans if they agree with them. Just like really try to vary their diet, introduce them to new things especially if they do the soup cleanse, they're introduced to a lot of new things because they get over 50 different vegetables in a week. Wow, that's and awesome. I feel like that's also, huge. Like we're so yeah. used to just having three or four vegetables in our rotation. Yeah. Exactly. I know, it's like, it. they are shocked. They're getting over 50 grams of fiber, which is crazy. Crazy. Also, and they're getting all these different vegetables and also some gluten-free grains, like we do teff and we do quinoa and we do millet. So, and we're, we try to do interesting things that people don't normally, quinoa I know people eat, but teff and millet they don't eat. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, it's really fun to be able to do that and introduce them to the food and just also there's a, there's a couple things that are going on right now. There's an intracellular dehydration epidemic going on. We have access to all this water, but we're just peeing it out. So that's another thing, like people are so dehydrated and then drinking coffee, eating animal protein, cow, dairy, that's all gonna dehydrate us. Over-the-counter medications. So I, I have this powder that I love called Ultima Replenisher that's full of macro minerals. The minerals are what help water go into the cells. So they just dilute it like crazy, put a scoop in 32 ounces, drink it throughout the day. It's life-changing. Wow. So How much water do you try to consume in a day? Definitely half my body weight. I still try to go there. And then even getting people to get up and have two, to have two cups of water before they have coffee is huge. It's like simple things like that because your body's detoxing through the night. So you're super dehydrated at like when you wake up. So when you go right to coffee, you're behind the eight ball. And then maybe you have some eggs for breakfast and then that's dehydrating or you have sugar so it's it's interesting people just don't think of those things totally i wish do you have a whoop or an aura ring or any of those wearables yeah yeah so i have a whoop but i wish that there was some way that they could add a hydration function to it because to yeah. your point like we have no idea what the foods that we're consuming how it changes our hydration Maybe i do too that would be that would be so brilliant i would love that <laughs> I think I'd still be on the dehydrated side, sadly. I'm sure but, most of us would be, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but that's that's why the green juices come in for hydration. 
that powder for, it just keeps me energized and mentally alert. And it also will help you go to the bathroom. That, that motility will increase. So what's your morning routine like? So I'm an intermittent faster and um, I'm a little bit addicted to it. I'm not sure it's the best for me because I run very high energy still. So Sometimes I feel like I need to be grounded, so I should have a little food, but um, I'm a little addicted to my program. I get up and have the water. I definitely drink 16 ounces. I have a cup of black coffee with a little stevia, and then I have a green juice. So, and what I'm trying to tell a lot of clients is to put collagen powder in the green juice, like so they can have some satiation and some protein. For some reason, I don't know why I don't do that. I should do that. But <laughs> sometimes it's easier to tell people. <laughs> I know. That's true. It's true. Because I feel like instinctually, that's probably would be better for me. I should start doing that. And then I eat two meals, lunch and dinner. So, so do you do usually my 16 hour or what is your, yeah, yeah, 16. 16 hours. And it just, I mean, I feel so good giving my digestive system a break. And I feel, you know, creative and alert and, but I think, I think a little bit, you can, we can go a little crazy with this stuff. Cause I think, you know, I think my adrenaline and cortisol is still pumping very high when I'm in that mode, because I feel light and like, Oh, okay. I can accomplish so much. <laughs> so sometimes it's, it, you know, in the afternoon, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't move. Cause I'm so tired. <laughs> It'd be doing it a couple days a week yeah. and a couple days off. It might be better for me. Yeah. So we're going to move into some rapid fire Q&A here. Okay. What's your superpower? Loving myself. Your favorite wellness hack? Green juice. And a specific, your... Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know... Any cucumber, celery, lemon, ginger, any greens. No Do you fruit. ever put apple? No fruit. No, never. No fruit, no beets, no carrots, too much sugar. What's the best decision you've ever made? Doing the psilocybin mushrooms. Love it. Three random things that you're currently loving. Oh God, that's a hard one. <laughs> random things I'm currently It could be TV show, book, Uh, anything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, Sarah Goffrey just came out with a a new book on hormones. I'm loving that. I would say, oh my God, random things. I mean, because I was going to say, I love, I mean, I love my cleansers. (laughs) I just, you know, I just love all the people that actually sign up to do my cleanse. It's, that's, really fun. It's not random, but I just, I love being able to text them and communicate with them and find out what's going on and how I'm changing people's lives with the food, just food in itself. Quick question on that. Will you ever expand outside of LA? I wish, but you know, the quality control is so so important for me and it's fresh and it's in glass and it's, I, I would love to, I would love to figure out some form of, of doing that. So, and I would have to say, you know, there is a really funny show that I'm loving recently. It's takes place in Paris. And of course, who doesn't love Paris, right? So it's called Baltazar. 
It's a very cute mystery show. It just, they just came out with their fourth season. So I love that too. Fun. Your favorite book, podcast, or mentor for personal growth? Oh, that's a tough one too. I mean, I love Dr. Hyman. Yeah. You know, years ago I didn't, but then when he, he kind of reinvented himself, he got ill and then healed himself. So I think it was from mold and stuff like that. I mean, I just, I just love what he does overall. It just puts everything in perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so well-rounded in regards to also spiritual, emotional, physical. It's weird that I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I love the Heal podcast with Kelly Gorris. I love the Heal documentary. I love everything that she, yeah. that's a lot of, you know, also spiritual um, stuff. I would say those are two of my, of my favorites. Kelly Levesque does a great one too. There's. She does. I love how she really, breaks down like the science and really gets behind the information. Yeah. yeah. She's really good. And Maria Menunos, I, you, you know, I've been on hers a bunch and she's a dynamo too. So. Fun. What do you want more of in your life? I want more calm. So just that getting to a place where I didn't, where I don't feel like I have to work so hard. What do you want less of? Negative people in my life. Like just people who don't really appreciate life. So bad energy. Yeah. Bad energy. Mm -hmm. What is a meal that you'll never forget? Oh my God. Another hard one. (laughs) I'll never forget. I, this is, or maybe you could just pick one of your most favorite, like recent meals this year somewhere or that you made. No, I guess I would say years ago, when I was getting into this business, we, we started making these um, crab cakes out of hearts of palm and um, with a great vegan dressing um, on them. And they're on my website. And I would say, you know, I, I ate those for years. Like, and I still, when I think about like, that was always my favorite thing in the world to make those. They were actually originally from Chris Carr. Yeah, Do you know Chris of course. Carr? And I had discovered these crab cakes and that was something I could eat every single day. Oh. I would also, there's a salad at Erewhon that I kind of eat every day too, which is really strange that I haven't gotten sick of it. It's a dandelion greens with chickpeas and quinoa. And there's something about the dandelion greens that I'm massively attracted to. So, And they're so good for you. Yes. Yes. So good. So that I would say those two things. And I know they're a little bit weird, but. Sounds good. I want to try your crab cakes, make those at home. Yeah, they're delicious. Lastly, what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your personal wellness journey? It really, the non-negotiable is that every day I'm going to, I want to wake up and be grateful for where I'm at in my life and how much I've overcome. No, I'm so, I'm, I get the chills when I say that because I'm so thankful and, and grateful. And I would just, that's a non-negotiable for me to be able to be in that place because I feel like that place is where I will be the best healer 
possible for myself and for my family and for anybody that comes into my universe. I just, I want to offer them that. Do you have a practice that you do in the morning to make sure that you're setting yourself up for that? I mean, I'm a big journaler, so I do journal about my anxieties and things that are coming up that aren't really working for me so I can release them because they get in the way. And then I write down how I want my day to go. Doesn't always go that way, but usually it's putting the intention out there. (laughs) And then I, I have these stickers on my mirror in my bathroom and I do say those, they're manifestations and they do help as well. So I love all of that. And I used to wear like a selenite wand in my bra. Like I always felt like that was also protecting me from the energy and making me tap into, you know, how much love I wanted to give out there into the world. And so, you know, it's I years ago, that was a person that I never would have recognized. So, and also the, to be able to give this kind of energy to my girls who are 23 and 26 to be able to have them grow up and feel enough and also have that gratitude in their life and have that calm is there's nothing better. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and inspiration. It's amazing and beautiful. Anything else that we haven't touched on before we end? We did touch on a lot. <laughs> so, oh my God. Like, I hope they're not an overwhelm. You asked fantastic questions and it was really beautiful to talk to you. I think we, I think I said it all. Like, yeah, I feel like I did. All right. Shockingly, sometimes <laughs> I feel like I missed stuff, but to be able to cover the physical and emotional and spiritual part is, is pretty amazing. So I think that's what people are looking for these days, you know? Absolutely. To be able to tap into a little bit of each to figure out what works for them. Yeah. We're all different, but yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's such a pleasure chatting. Also, thank you. I'm so honored that you asked me. So I'm excited. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.